Welcome back, everyone, to the HSP Wellness Warriors podcast, where we empower highly sensitive people to become warriors of their own wellness. I'm Tanya, and I'm here with Daphne. And today we're exploring the concept of asteya, which translates to non-stealing in Sanskrit. Asteya is often misunderstood as really referring to the act of not stealing material possessions. Um, But as HSPs, we really feel that we can expand this principle to encompass so much more in our lives. That's right, Tanya. So hi, everyone. I'm Daphne. And Asteya is another practice that encourages us to be mindful And it can show us how we steal things like time and energy from ourselves by neglecting our own self-care or neglecting to set really good personal boundaries. So it reminds us to value our own needs and to make space for nourishing activities that promote our well-being. And as highly sensitive people, we really might have a tendency to underestimate the value we bring to the world. So maybe we downplay our strengths, our ideas, our contributions, and this is stealing away our own sense of worth, and it's robbing others of the unique gifts that we have to offer. I love that point, Daphne. It's so important. Um, Estee really calls us to recognize and honor our inherent worthiness, right? Our inherent worthiness of being human beings on the planet. It reminds us that we have the right to take up space, like you said, share our perspectives to, you know, shine our light in the world. And by embracing our authenticity and recognizing the value that we bring, we really inspire others to do the same. And it becomes more of a community, right? We feel supported. So, you know, I was thinking, how can we cultivate Asteya in our own lives as highly sensitive people, right? Because the practical day-to-day tips, right? Like we've said before, are so important. Um, And it's really when we put all of these teachings into practice that, we really start to see those changes. Um, And so some of the main kind of tips um, and practices that we can use as HSPs, I think, is to avoid stealing time from ourselves, right? We often feel obligated or compelled to take on too much, or we give excessive amounts of our time and energy to other people instead of focusing on ourselves. So I think it's really important for us to try to allocate our resources to ensure that we have enough time and energy to take care of ourselves. Because, you know, as the saying goes, we can't take event, take care of anyone else, right? Unless we're taking care of each other or taking care of ourselves. Also, this one's really hard, but I think practicing detachment from outcomes Um, I know for me personally, this is a really, really tough one. Um, so just being aware of when we're attaching, especially our self-worth or happiness to specific outcomes of something or achievements, something that we're working on, um, something creative, 
um, in business, whatever it is, just trying to focus on the process and effort that we're putting into it by shifting our focus just into the work, into the process of it, and just doing our best. Um, because once we once we've produced it, once we've made it, right, we have to let go of it. And what other people think of what we've done is none of our business, right? Is that how the saying goes, Daphne? <laughs> I, th I think so. I think it's something like that. And I, I think those are both really great ones, Tanya. That second one really stands out for me right now because it's one that I really have to constantly remind myself of, especially as a business owner. Yep. You know, because I found that I can literally pour hours and hours and weeks into working on a project. And then if the outcomes fall short of my hopes and my expectations, I notice that my own knee-jerk reaction is to automatically think I'm a failure or one of the more insecure parts of myself is really quick to think that it's because I'm not good enough. I know that one. Yeah. I know that one too well. Yes, it's a huge one. And, you know, luckily, because I've put the work into it, one of the other beliefs that I also hold is that is that that idea that fail is just a first attempt in learning. And so that helps me to look at things more objectively. Um, and I just think it's a really great example of how we can easily steal from our own happiness, from our own self-confidence and sense of self-worth if we don't pay attention to what's going on internally and what that inner dialogue is saying to us. And so along some of those same lines, I find that another one um, is to celebrate your strengths, mm. that we have to like actively embrace and celebrate the unique qualities that make us who we are and to recognize that um, sensitivity, empathy, intuition, all of these things have great value and just honor your worth, you know, that, that we have to basically remind ourselves sometimes every single day of our own inherent worthiness. Um, and that we can affirm, you know, the positive impact that we can have in the world. So that's that's one of them for me is celebrating. And celebrate that's a hard one too, right? To, it's totally hard. The world is so noisy, right? The world is so noisy. I'm just thinking of the example maybe of yeah. like social media that, you know, like you said, when you have a business, you just feel like you're just sometimes like getting drowned out by so many other voices and all of that. So just kind of keep it, trying your best to keep that focus to honor your worth and the value that yes. you're giving um, is huge. And it's not, it's not a linear path, right? We're going to be on cycles. It's going to kind of go up, go down as everything's on a spiral. Um, so I, I love that point. Absolutely. Um, another one for me that's really helpful in practicing this is to really work on cultivating um, my own sense of purpose. Mm. And, and, and a tangible way to do that is to actually spend time like really discovering what your 
passions, your values are in life, and then to find ways to align your actions with your passion, your value, your what you feel like are, you know, some of your purposes. And I feel like, I, you know, that most of us, we have more than just one purpose in life. Mm. And so I don't think it's a one and done and that's it. And if, if you miss it, or if you don't figure out what your purpose is, that somehow you're a failure because we have lots of purposes, but, but like finding those things that really do light us up or that are important to us, or, you know, that we feel called to share. And when we are living in alignment with, you know, what we feel like is our calling that then we're able to more naturally contribute to the world in a really meaningful and authentic way. That's so too, Daphne, you know, I think at least for me and in my perspective, I feel like at least as Americans, a lot of times we think finding our purpose necessarily has to translate into what we do for a living, yeah. right? what our work is. And yeah. it doesn't necessarily have to be that way. I mean, it's beautiful if it, if it is, and you know, there's lots of steps to, to putting it, to making it that way, but you know, maybe you volunteer, you know, in an animal shelter, you know, a couple of times a month or, you know, at a, at a daycare or whatever you feel called to. Or I you're think, a mom, you know, exactly, a mom or a exactly. partner or, you know, exactly. Best friend. There's so many different ways. Exactly. That and I just, I just, I don't know, that kind of came up for me when, when you yeah. were talking about that, that, um, like I said, in the West, you know, work, income, your your status that comes from what job you have, yeah, it's drilled into us, right? From mm -hmm. the beginning. It's our culture, it's how our society works at this point in time. And so I feel like a lot of us feel like if we can't align our purpose with our work, that it might not be worth it. And I just wanted to say that it is that there's, like you said, Daphne, you know, being a mom, all these other kinds of things that we can do to cultivate that sense of purpose in our lives. And it doesn't have to necessarily align with our work, but Absolutely. Daphne, how about in your life? Like specifically, how has non-stealing helped you? So one of the ways is that it's, it's a great reminder to honor my own boundaries and to really actively practice self-care. Um, you know, I've learned to pay attention to when I need to say no to commitments that don't align with my values or that really excessively drain my energy. Um, and so by valuing my own well-being, I'm able to show up more authentically and I think also to be of greater service to others. And um, this idea of non-stealing in this way, it's it's another one of those continual practices. It's a work in progress. There are times when setting and honoring boundaries can be so challenging, you know, especially if we're all, you know, those times when we're already feeling a little vulnerable, mm. it can then be even harder, which is interesting because it's the times when we need it the most that it can be the hardest to do it. 
But um, as highly sensitive people, I know oftentimes, or at least for myself, I have a natural inclination to want to support and care for others. Um, And so often I'll want to put other people's needs before my own. But like you said, um, that doesn't work. Because if we neglect our own well-being, it just leads to exhaustion or burnout or resentment, and it diminishes our ability to show up for others the way that we really want to. Mm-hmm. So practicing Asteya, for me, it helps me become more aware of my own limits, my own needs, you know, and and it, as highly sensitive people, you know, oftentimes we have higher, you know, our limits are a little bit higher. Like it, we, mm-hmm. we need more time to recover, to reset, you know, after we do stuff in the world. And so we have to really learn. Um, I know I keep practicing how to listen to my intuition, how to discern when it's necessary to stay, to say no, to take a step back. And, and like I said, it's not always easy and there can be moments where it feels uncomfortable or where I might even feel guilty Mm. to say no or saying no. But again, I really, really recognized that prioritizing self-care allows me to be more present, to be more compassionate and to be um, better, more effective in my interactions and in my relationships. So how about you, Tanya? You know, for me, I've starting to notice that it's a stay is helping me to very slowly. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I I don't want to say necessarily, I mean, over, yes, overcome some of my self-doubt and imposter syndrome for sure, but I don't know if overcome is the right word, just making me more aware of it right? More aware of when these feelings start to come up and what they're rooted in. So, because we can't really start to change and solve anything, right? Unless we dig a little bit deeper and find out where these feelings and emotions are coming from. And so by becoming more aware, you know, I'm starting to recognize that, yes, I do have worth. I do have unique contributions to bring as a highly sensitive person, as, you know, a yoga teacher, as somebody in the wellness space, um, you know, to the people in my life that I care about. And so by having this awareness of this practice of Asteya, I'm able to step more into my power. And by doing that, you know, I feel like I'm slowly making a positive impact, um, in my personal life, as well as what I do professionally. Um, and, you know, a stay like everything else is, you know, a practice, like you were saying, it's, it's an ongoing journey that requires continuous self-reflection and practice. Um, constant reminders for me um, are huge because it's so easy to slip back into those old patterns um, and ways of thinking. So, you know, like you said, it's not always easy, but um, and when I do start to slip into those old habits or, or find myself struggling with, with self-doubt, um, the more I practice, the, the faster I can recognize it, be aware of it and start to make those mind shift kind of changes, 
Um, you know, there's, there's so many times, countless times, probably in the hundreds (laughs) where (laughs) I've caught myself like downplaying my achievements, downplaying, um, you know, how far I've come coming from a background of trauma, for example, um, or diminishing my value because I'm comparing myself to others. I mean, I think we can all relate to that no matter who we are is that, you know, comparison. Um, but I'm learning to recognize these patterns, like I said, and reframe my thoughts. Um, and it helps me to remind myself of my strengths and, you know, what I bring to the world, um, specifically as a highly sensitive person. And I feel like that is something that is so important for us as HSPs to recognize and understand that the world needs our voices. The world needs our perspectives. Yeah, that's so true, Tanya. And one of the things I love is that so many of these topics that we cover, they really, they, they overlap one another Mm. so much and that, you know, we keep coming around to these same Mm things of just developing our awareness, learning to practice compassion and patience and forgiveness with ourselves, with others, and to recognize that we are all unique individuals. We all have our own set of challenges, our areas for improvement. I like to think of them as our growing edges. And it's important to remember that we're not striving for perfection here, but rather just to continue making progress. And, you know, Esteya is a practice. These are all practices that unfold over time. And each step that we take towards really valuing ourselves and others brings us closer to living a more balanced and fulfilling life. That's so true, Daphne. And I, and I love what you said about how they overlap. And I feel like that's a really important point is that they all might be saying the same thing to some degree, but it just depends on what resonates with you, right? At what time, like what your kind of, what your brain, what your body what your soul is going to kind of latch onto at that time and say, Oh, that's what I needed to hear in this particular way. Um, And so even if, even if it, even though they are all connected, some things are going to resonate with us more than other things. And I think that's a really important way for us to say that it really does come down to that awareness, paying attention to, um, you know, what, what idea, what practice, um, makes the most sense to you at that time. And so, you know, the way Estea invites us to recognize all the ways that we might be unknowingly stealing from ourselves and others, um, that it's really going to help us to come into that space where, we can start to cho- notice little things in our daily lives. And I feel like that's really what it comes down to. Um, and another thing about Estea too that I wanted to mention briefly is that it's not about depriving ourselves mm-hmm. or depriving others. Um, it's just about, you know, like we're saying, living in alignment with our values, recognizing our worth and contributing 
to the world in our own way. Gosh, Tanya, I don't think, uh, I don't think <laughs> I could think of a better note to end that on. I think um, that's perfect. <laughs> it, it really is about living in alignment with our values, recognizing our worth, showing up and contributing in the unique and beautiful way that each of us can do. So um, for all of you listening, we hope that you found today's discussion helpful and insightful. Um, We really encourage you to try incorporating these tips and practices into your daily life because it's not just hearing and understanding them, but it's how do we actually put them into practice and then start to observe, you know, the positive changes that you might find um, are starting to unfold. So we would love it if you would reach out and let us know how it's going for you. And also, I want to invite you to join us for our next episode. We're going to be concluding our series on the Yamas, and we're going to be exploring navigating life's energies through non-attachment and conscious energy management for highly sensitive people. And this is going to be through the teachings of Brahmacharya and Aparigraha. So make sure that you subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss any of the great conversations we have in store about all the different aspects of wellness for highly sensitive people. Thank you all for being a part of the HSP's Wellness Warriors community. Remember to do your best to embrace your sensitivity, find ways throughout the day to honor your worth, and live authentically to what your soul is calling you to. So until next time, take care, Wellness Warriors. We'll see you next week. Mm -hmm.